Lord be with you. And with Reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, Lord. Chapter 4, verses 26 to 34. Jesus said to his disciples and the crowd, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man throws seed on the land night and day while he sleeps. When he is awake, the seed is sprouting and growing. How? He does not know. For its own accord, the land produces first a shoot, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. And when the crop is ready, he loses no time. He starts to reap because the harvest has come. Jesus also said, What can we say about the kingdom of God? What parable can we find for it? It is like a mustard seed, which at the time of its sowing in the soil is the smallest of all seeds on the earth, yet once it is sown, it grows into the biggest shrub of them and puts out big branches so that the birds of the air can shelter in its shade. Using many parables like this, he spoke the word to them so far as they were capable of understanding it. He would not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything to his disciples when they were alone. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When we look at the readings of Sunday Masses, usually we have three readings. The first reading is always often from the Old Testament, second mostly from the Epistles, and we have the Gospel. The pattern of most Sunday is the first reading and the Gospel will have almost a similar incident or a connection. And look today we will find the first reading and the Gospel connects. The first reading that we heard from the book of Prophet Ezekiel speaks about this imagery about big cedar. Now, that was the biggest cedars of Lebanon we hear, the biggest trees, you know, big branches and tall standing majestic. In fact, if you look at the Old Testament, cedars are always compared to kings and kingdoms you know, to show the majestic appearance and majestic existence. And it is this imagery that Ezekiel brings and we should know a time. This is a time they are just exiled, finished, and everything lost. No temple, nothing destroyed. And in that sorrow of utter ruin, Ezekiel prophesies, of course, Yahweh tells through Ezekiel that I will again take out a small branch from there and plant it up in the mountain, and there will come again a majestic cedar. No? I think that's an assurance. The Lord is in control, even when things look, disappear, and look in ruins. And that's a message to us. Connected to the gospel of today, we will end with the second reading of today. It's important of the second reading. The gospel, you know, when we read the gospel of Mark, the theme is kingdom of God. In fact, it is said that it appears the word kingdom of God or God's kingdom, uh, or sometimes called as heaven, etc., around 120 times. And Jesus himself used it around 90 times. 
and Matthew's theme is this bringing kingdom of God and Mark too uses the same and this parable the Lord puts two parables together and the first part is a man who plants put the seeds sleeps and he does not know what happens it grows and the second part the mustard seed most scripture scholars says could be a same passage split into two because the first is found only in Mark let's look at this mustard for a first century Jew that was the smallest seed or it was in fact a proverbial expression if you want to say something very small the example would always be mustard interesting the Lord takes this and if you make a study of mustard seed when it grows it's not going to be like the cedars of Lebanon what we hear in the first reading it's going to be only maximum a 10 feet shrub and if you really look what the Lord says may not be really a reality means it may not become very majestic it may not be so many branches because it's more considered at that time by as a weed because it would just spread you plant and and that is the imagery that the Lord brings so if you look why did not Lord say that the kingdom that I plant would become like the cedars of Lebanon now that would have been a majestic expression for them which means there is a purpose and it's a parable which means there is a twist there in the parable now look at this parable you know, plant sleep and it grows and that is how the kingdom the beginning is small and it will grow because it is God's work it is the Lord who plants and if you look at this passage we can analyze the two passages put together we can analyze few things want to call it properties of the kingdom of God the growth is God's gift whatever wherever maybe you know, those of us who work openly in our evangelization or mission fields or mission work we realize sometimes very small things that we begin now of course provided his hand and his blessing is there it will grow it will become like a big tree and it will spread and birds and shade will naturally take place then the mystery of the growth you know we do not know how it grows because it is God's work many things sometimes we see and we lose hope but it will grow because God's hand or God's blessing is there and the final victory is always his God's because he is the one who gives the growth and what is our work our work is only plant water it occasionally and make the kingdom grow dear friends all of us we are called to do this wherever whatever be my mission wherever I am maybe be in our families can I plant seeds of God God's word maybe a time like this some of us are losing faith I am missing my daily masses students say I am missing my education as Pope Francis has said look at different way this is the time my kitchen became a place of altar my bedroom became the altar for me maybe many of us watching the masses God came home a little closer than before maybe put it the other way I went to the church now the time God came home and be with us and a parent became a teacher parent became a teacher of faith and I'm sure that is working planting God's kingdom we continue to that and it's interesting to take 
you know, as we do this to plant seeds, parents, to the kids, to the children, about God's word, making them read God's word, learning some psalms by heart. These are all where the kingdom will grow and spread. And that is what we are called to. And that is a final reward that God will ask us for. So that leads us to the second reading of today, second book of second letter to the Corinthians, which speaks about, in fact, if you look at the catechism of the Catholic Church, this is a passage that is taken for what is called the last judgment. We know there are four last things that all of us have to face. That is our death, then there is a judgment, then there is either or, either I go heaven or I have the other option of hell. So the four things that all of us, it's a reality. In fact, this passage speaks about this. Now, Paul speaking to the Corinthians, we know if you look through, and for many, Paul is very, very, really much light, and many sects, because Paul speaks about, in a way you want to call, at the first look, he speaks only about faith, what is called sola fide. Faith will save you, sure, God's gift, and it is. But look at this passage, what it is, how it is coming. It speaks about what is called particular judgment. We know at death there is something called a particular judgment and there is a universal judgment which will take place at the end of time. So the moment I die, I will face my judgment either way. So if you look at this passage, the last two lines, you know, it says all of us will have to appear before the judgment throne or some versions it say before the seat of the Lord and face according to my action, my recompense or my reward. So break it into five things and we can say, so the judgment is for all, whether I be priest, whether I be person on the street, it is for each one. It is a universal means for all. Second, the judgment seat, you know, Christ or oh, the Lord is there on the seat. I stand before it to face it. And third, each one. So it is not as a group. I belong to this congregation of salvation. So will I be going as a congregation to face judgment? No. It is me individual. It is no, not as parish or Catholic or Christian. No. It is individual judgment. Then there is a recompense, which means reward. Reward or no reward, which I face. And the last line is the punch of this passage. No? Paul, who speaks about faith always, but See here what he says, you will face according to your deed, that means what you have done. That means our faith has been lived out in deeds and that is when I become a witness to God's kingdom. Different, this is a reality that all of us will have to face. I'm sure maybe a time like this, many of us are seeing death at close quarters. As someone said, I was in the hospital, my bed on the left and right, both got emptied, dead, I am still alive. I'm sure many of us fears, anxiety, we have lost near and dear ones. Maybe a time God is calling us a little more to be a witness to God's kingdom. And each of us will know where I need to grow in God's kingdom. And I will know where I can plant the seeds so that it can really sprout and it can become a branch for God and shade for the people of God. Dear friends, let's pray for this grace as we take part in this Holy Eucharist. A saint that we remember today at 13, Saint Anthony, through whom God really worked. In fact, he is called the miracle man because 
you see him always with Jesus, you know, child Jesus, and it is a, it is a event that happened. Christ Jesus, child Jesus, appeared to him, and very often you know, he had the privilege of holding him in the hand, because he was so holy, so transparent that the Lord could walk through. Maybe we manage to hold only statues of child Jesus. Maybe we need to purify ourselves much more so that God and His kingdom can come into us. As we take part in this Holy Eucharist, let us pray for this grace. May the Lord transform us. May He make us agents of kingdom in word, in thought, and in deed. 